Hey everyone, it is Sean. We are back here with Push Talk. We had an interesting night last night. If you want to find out how we spent our night last night, stay tuned. Hey, so we're back, and last night we had a very interesting night. We got a chance to, um, Black Push got a chance to honor or or bring somebody to the community um, who I think doesn't need introduction, but in case she does, we'll play this quick video of the clip of what we've seen from a documentary. Um, let's see who we had the chance to meet in Atlanta last night. Speaking is difficult, but I need to say something important. Violence is a big problem. Too many children are dying. Too many children. We must do something. It will be hard, but the time is now. Be bold, be courageous, Americans are counting on you. Thank you. Nobody could have been more compelling than Gabby was that day. Gun legislation was always difficult. But I thought a classroom full of six-year-olds getting slaughtered Surely. But yeah, so last night, you guys, we had the opportunity to bring Mrs. Gabby Giffords herself to Atlanta. And I wanted to bring us back together. This is our first push talk we've done in the new year. Is it our first first one? Yeah, this is our first push talk. I think the live, wow. first live push talk we've done since the new year. So we've had a lot of things happen, a lot of new faces at the table now. Uh, a lot of things have happened in that little bit of time that we've been out. Um, let's start with last night, though. So interesting thing, we brought Gabby Giffords to town. There is so much going on around gun violence right now. We've seen the killing happen in, um, what is it, Kansas, Missouri. Um, we've seen that the 16-year-old birthday party in Kansas, Missouri. Then there was a, uh, am I getting the stories messed up? Um, so Sweet 16, where was that at? Where the Sweet 16 party was at? Alabama. Alabama. And then in Kansas, Missouri, we've seen where the young black man was going, to knocking on the door and got shot. Um, how do y'all feel about the climate? And I want to talk to everybody at the table because I think we have three different views. Like, me and Barb probably see it from a different view. You see it from a different view because you have kids in the school system. Um, and you have kids in the school system. And I know also, too, like, the way a mom views the school system is different than the way a father views the school system now. So let's start with the parents on the, the, the roster here. Um, go ahead. And you're our new face, too. So you got to introduce yourself. Come Hi, guys. So come on, like, ladies. One thing we talk about all the time, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. When I was in school, um, biggest drill we ran in Fort Lauderdale was either fire drill or a tornado drill. Um, now we're finding that more kids are running drills to actually, in case there's an active shooter in the school. Like, how do you feel when you send your kids to school? Um, I feel a lot of times, I don't want to say fearful, but a lot of times I try to just have faith that they will be fine. 
and also believe that when I went to school there were there were um, guards that were armed. We had metal detectors. I feel like those are good things. I see my children go through backpack swipes. They have to wear the clear book bags um, at their schools. And I believe any precaution is good. Any precaution that we can take, including armed guards, makes me feel safer as a parent while I'm not with them for that many hours throughout the day. So that's a, a little um, interesting because you don't hear a lot of people will have that view like if that they feel okay with this kids going through medicine that's going to school. What about you, Sean? I mean... That's interesting, though. In, in the environment that I grew up, like, in my schools, I, we've never had, like, like that. But you grew up in Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. But but friends of mine, I went to Catholic school. I mean, not to admit that makes a difference, but um, they did have metal detectors in some of the schools. Um, I think, to me, um, it, like, she talked about possibly, like, uh, you know, changing laws and things like that, but also... Um, they countered her with having uh, police presence at schools. Um, I think that that would, you know, in my mind, it would change the the idea from schools being a soft target to something that people have to consider if they thought of something crazy like going to a school trying to, you know, do something with a firearm. Um, I would be advocates of both of those. Um, you know, even Chris Rock made a joke about, you know, uh, like shootings, and he said they should just raise the price of ammo. Which it, it it sounds funny to a degree, but I, I would be even in favor of that. Um, anything to deter people to just you know do something crazy. I think whatever we can do that would make it more difficult for these these shootings to take place. I think I would be an advocate of all of them. You know, for the most part, it, it, like anything that makes sense. Um, you know, we see so many shootings nowadays that we become kind of desensitized to them. Because every day it's like another one. It's almost to the point where you don't, like, you get confused. Like, did it happen here? Did it happen there? I mean, when I was younger, I don't really remember so many. And it may be because I was, you know, the world was a different place and we didn't have as much access to these things. But the fact that we do, I feel like with the access to information, we need to be, you know, proactive and trying to do something about, you know, tragedies happening. Right. And the part that I, I know that um, most people don't notice about you, Barb, but before you worked with us, you used to do social work. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, the reason why I like having you on is a lot of times you give us an opinion of, like from the perspective that a lot of the kids that we interact with now, like they are, they're going through a lot more than we had to go through mm -hmm. as children. Yeah. And I mean, just talk to that part of it because they, these kids are going through a lot. Like they see things differently. The world they live in, like where East, uh, I wrote a letter to a girl. It took days for that letter to get phoned <laughs> through the school. Like, literally, you can destroy a child's life within a matter of seconds mm -hmm. through a phone. Mm -hmm. Just talk to that perspective of how kids, from a mental standpoint, how they haven't evolved. It's, it's way different now with yeah. this generation. I know with our generation, it was more so with self-esteem. And if it started with self-esteem and we had somebody to just listen we would change our mind thinking. But with these young teenagers now, no. They have, they're, they're thinking off of, if it's peer pressure, if you got a gun and I'm gonna be cool with you, then I'm gonna have to learn how to shoot this gun. Right. So they're looking from that aspect and that's how they're being accepted that way. However, if you have resources for these kids, 
I think, and, and it's great that we're talking about that because we have the Reverend Timothy McDonald Community Outreach Center. With all the partners that we have, we're going to provide, you know, other alternatives for these children to think. And and some of them, um, with the self-esteem part, as far as the young females, I can speak from that because I'm a female, um, just being accepted for who you are, no matter what you look like. And it starts right there with the young girls. And if I can be accepted and know that I can do anything, then that's going to make me be over here, especially if you provide services for me. I got somewhere to come every day where I don't have to be involved with if you go into the mall and you want to go fight another female. Would I rather do that or would I rather be over here learning some skills that's going to help me progress through life? So it's, it all depends on what their surroundings and what their resources are to help them change their mind. Their so, thinking is way different. So one of the things that I um, was absolutely mind-blown by last night in the documentary, and if you have not watched the documentary on um, Miss Gabby Giffords, you must watch it. You can, I think you can find it. Where did we find it? On Amazon Prime? Um, Ali Prime and um, a few other places, but you really should go watch it. But one of the things I found was so amazing is like her willingness, yes. her willingness to want to push through, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and her like even just meeting her last night, her passion for like her being a, like the stories that are told like they make her out sometimes it seems like she just wants to take away guns, but she's a gun mm-hmm. advocate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She has a gun, and she, mm-hmm. there was videos of her even after yeah. her being yeah. shot, yes. Yes. even she after her being shot. Yeah, but even after her being shot, you would think mm-hmm. that she would be like guns away from me. She right. was shooting a gun she in the was. in the documentary yeah, after she was, she was shot, mm-hmm. relearning how to teach herself this. So. Mm-hmm. Like, why do people feel like just because we have a group of people who stand up and say that we can do more when it com- comes to combating gun violence, that that equates to us wanting to take away guns? That is not the same thing. Like, why do you think people feel that way, though? I, I think a lot of times people get caught up into, like, whatever the sensational, like sensationalism on, it's almost like clickbait. You know, like that. Whatever the title is of the video, I don't need to read past that because I think people's attention spans is falling off so much because it's like instant gratification at the, the tip of your fingers mm-hmm. that people don't do the research, right? For the most part, so it's like they're just like whatever the first sentence said, that's it, and it's like I don't need to know anything else. I just made up my opinion, and now I'm running with that. And then if you have so many people doing that, you know, you can turn a mountain to a molehill, <laughs> a molehill to a mountain. You know, so I think that um, just more research and more information. We have so much available, but what are we actually researching or doing with the information? You know, I think is the, the, the biggest thing. I think it's just, um, <coughs> like I said, misinformation. Like if you see someone rallying and talking about gun control, gun violence so much, just, just the misconception that you may be talking about just taking out guns from the country altogether and not just gun safety. Maybe the wording sometimes confuses people that we're not just saying do away with guns for the safety of protecting yourself, but we want safer communities for our children, not just our children, but for myself, for my mom, for my coworkers, for everyone involved. Even if you're a gun owner, have the proper classes 
if you know you struggle with things, <coughs> get therapy, get mental health um, assistance before going to purchase a gun, and then educate your friends and family members who don't know about the steps and the processes to, to seek the help versus just having a gun to have a gun. You know, I, I thought it was interesting too is that there was a part in the documentary where um, she kind of she stated in the documentary that oh, I'm trying to remember how she phrased it, but we was talking about <coughs> um, the person who actually shot her and like they kept a part of her skull. Mm-hmm. That part in, in the oh, freezer wow. was very interesting, and it was her choice to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she had to put the cap on, it was like I, I just I was highly motivated by her last night because I thought that she was just. Warm. I thought that mm-hmm. she really represented herself very well. I thought that she was an example of what it means to fight back from sickness and fight back from diseases and mm-hmm. fight back from when the world was declaring her right. dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were declaring her yes, dead on me, literally. And even her husband to yes. literally go off into space the mm-hmm. day that she's having this major surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a journey of faith. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. I thought it was a journey of faith. Mm-hmm. Did you see the faith aspect of it? Absolutely. Far? You know, and from my from my point of view, when I was watching it, I'm just like, wow. It wasn't her time. She had a mission that she had to accomplish. And that's why she was able to make it through. That's, it was her story. Yeah. And she had to make it through to tell her story. Because, you know, our story is not everybody's story. Everybody have their own individual story. Right. And for me, I'm just like, Wow. God has allowed this lady to live and to work through everything that she's been through to try to help us mm-hmm. as a country, as a nation, to stop this gun violence. But the resilience that this lady had, oh, my God, it was amazing. But amazing. Just, and the fact that she's not angry. She's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. She represented love. To me, she mm-hmm. represented, seeing the Giffords, seeing Gabby and the team and watching her video, seeing her husband, they represent love to me. The Giffords team um, they were just so kind. They no one had attitudes. Everyone was just just very loving. And then her video and watching how she expressed love to other people, even to the individual that shot and killed some of her friends and coworkers, um, to not want that individual to be um, sentenced to death. That's that's true love for other people outside of yourself. Yeah, and I think that you know. Um, one of the things that was very interesting to me is that when she first came in, they grabbed me out of the concession line. And as they grabbed me and she comes over to me and she was just so excited to meet me. But not knowing, like I was super excited to meet her, but she whispered in my ear, she said, thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. And that meant a lot. I mean, when I think about everything, when you watch the documentary and everything that she's had to go through to mm-hmm. fight back, mm-hmm. and even how so many times in our life we're so caught up, and I think this is where the spiritual aspect of it mm-hmm. came in for me, mm-hmm. is that we're so caught up in what we have going on mm-hmm. that we forget that there's people out here who have it worse off than we all. Yes. We, we, yes. There's always somebody who has it worse off always. than you, right? Always. And for me, those moments humble me. It brings mm-hmm. back to a moment of hum- humility. And I was just amazed by just like, the amount of people who texted me last night talking about, oh, wow, how great the documentary was or how great she was or how kind she was. And even when she was leaving, um, she was not in a rush. Like, I know she had to catch a flight, but there's people in the hallways, in the theater who were coming around to take a picture with her. She was there in the moment. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And what got her through, what I loved, is she used music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
to get her through. It didn't matter if somebody was in, the guy was in there with a the keyboard. She was singing. Even if she couldn't even finish Happy Birthday to You, she could say You. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing she could say. The music aspect, it that just it just touched my heart that she used musical therapy. Yeah. I mean, being a musician myself. So it was really heartfelt. So we have a lot of different things. So that was big news in Black Push's world. I like to call it cyberspace. <laughs> so yesterday, if you have not, again, I recommend if you have not gone on to see the Giffords um, documentary, go on Amazon Prime, purchase it, buy it, mm -hmm. rent it. It is amazing. And it talks about gun violence as a whole because we have to... One of the things I'm learning and I'm continuing to learn is that the, 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 the conversation around gun violence is not just a straight and narrow path. It's not what they call what they call a shotgun house. Right, um, right. You're not going to walk into the house and see your way through this one. Mm -hmm. It's something that's going to be take a whole bunch of different opinions. It's going to take a whole bunch of different arguments. Um, sometimes you're not always going to see it the way everybody else sees it. But I think it's worth the fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's something that she reminded us of, 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 of last night. But another big thing that's happening this year is that, you know, we've been kind of quiet, but we've been working. So we opened up the community center this year with the yeah. Reverend Timothy McDonald Community Center, which is a huge success. Um, and that's moving along. But not only that, we are getting ready to bring back our gala this year. And you yeah. wasn't here for our gala no, last year. No. But we did a, a – I mean, I think that Black Push had an amazing gala last year. Yeah. But yeah. we have a different group of people that we're honoring this year, and some of them have already started accepting. So our first person who accepted our invitation to be an honoree, I won't tell you. Just check out the video for yourself. I am proud to be associated with Black Push. From that day to this one, I feel like I belong any place I want to be. Get in that good trouble. The struggle continues. Never, ever lose faith. The next generation is well on their way. I can see in another what I see in myself. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's our, my very good friend, the Pastor Jamal, Dr. Jamal Bryant. How do you feel about honoring Dr. Jamal Bryant this year? Barb, I'm going to let you start off here because I know this is right up your ball alley. Yes. How do you feel about us honoring Dr. Jamal Bryant this year? I'm actually excited. I'm really excited because I used to be a member of New Birth. And just the vision that he has and where he's taking the church and he's and with the community. He's all about the community. He always feeds the community. He's always giving back to the community. I'm really excited, and I'm honored that he is accepted. I'm excited. And, and what about you, Sean? I mean, I'm always excited and, and carrying on, like, the legacy, like, connecting the past to the present and trying to, you know, keep that going so that people will kind of identify where we've come from and where we're going. Um, my children have family in Baltimore, so I've watched Dr. Bryant in Baltimore and have heard great things about all the things that he did in Baltimore and then coming to Atlanta, I heard one of his members, Ms. Barb's sister, <laughs> um, she said that he's taken on that mantle um, of items to do, not just items, but 
things to get taken care of. He's just been checking things off for the church and making sure the community is taken care of on his end. So it's exciting for me to see as well. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things that I appreciate about Dr. Bryant um, and the reason why we wanted to honor him this year is because when it comes to the clergy community and standing up, a lot of times people get ripped and they say that the clergy community is not doing enough. They're not standing up. Well, just like some of our honorees last year, like Reverend Timothy McDonald, Reverend Shannon Jones, Dr. Jamal Bryant's in that category. You, and Dr. I mean, even Bishop Jackson, mm-hmm. you got to put him in that category yeah. of people who are on the front line from yeah. a clergy standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on the right side of history, I believe. So we are honored that we're going to have Dr. Jamal Bryant. And check us out. Stay tuned throughout the week because we're going to drop hints of other people that we're honoring this year at our gala. But I am just super excited that we got a chance to, to, to talk about that gun violence. And I want to just remind everybody, if you have not done so, please go to www.blackpush.org. Um, and make a donation today because we have a lot of work that we're getting ready to do around gun violence. And we got a lot of work we're getting ready to do around the state, getting ready to do the barbershop tour. So um, if, we're not, if we're not in your home today, we're going to be in the town near you real soon. Uh, we're starting off in May and June. So we just want to encourage everybody to just please stay tuned. And let's become a community like we're having a conversation here, different views, different personalities. And we do, just because we're on this podcast today, don't mean that we don't argue outside of here um, on a normal day, but it's three different, four different views, five if you count Ali, and we do count Ali over there in the corner. Um, Five different views, but we all have five different views, but we're able to sit down and at least have a conversation about it. And I think that that's the big piece of what we're missing, that's the people, and we live in a generation now where, like, young people are always saying that, you know, we're not doing enough, we're not doing it quick enough, we're not moving fast enough. Um, They live in the microwave generation, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I believe that the older generation lives in the crop park generation, right? They want it to be slow and take its time, and they want it to marinate overnight. We have to find a medium point yes. um, of where we'd get, because some of these things we have to get resolved now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have to have a fair justice system now. Yes. We have to have the, the fact that people feel right, feel comfortable going out to vote now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to have the right for people to not be judged by the color of their skin. Those are the things we have to do yes. now, yes. right? Systemic racism is something we have to start working on now. Um, but there's some of these things and how we're going to get there. It's going to take time to build these programs up. It's going to take time. So we want to partner with you. We continue on to partner, and we continue to reach out to the city of Atlanta, Fulton County, DeKalb County. We're your partners on the ground. We're here. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for hearing what we had to talk about. Thank you for coming to the Gabby Giffords event if you came out yesterday. Yes. Thank you so much for showing up. Anything you want to say before we sign out today, Shine? The mission is greater than the soul. Shani, <coughs> that's his, that's his motto. <laughs> Barb, anything you want to sign out with today for everybody? Let's just do this. Let's do it. Let's, let's do the work. Let's do the work. Kama, anything you want to end by saying to everybody? One thing you said last night that was very impactful was as community with the church, with the um, leadership and politics, and everyone just has to come together as community to get the job done. I think that was very vital when you, when you said that last night, and it makes a difference coming together as a community. Yeah, and, and let me tell you something. I think that, uh, again, I say this all the time in every single one of my speeches, but I feel like the most important thing we can do as a community is that if we start looking like community, we'll see a lot of the problems that we have in the community go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't look like community right now. Like, we stay in the same community, but we're not even talking to each other. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm just learning recently, some of my neighbors, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a shame on me because, I mean, I've been home sick, and sometimes those neighbors could be a help to me. Right. But I don't know my neighbors mm-hmm. to, for them to be a help to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that we just got to continue to work on. And then, too, even when you think about the guy in Arizona, I mean, um, in Kansas, Missouri, 
this young brother was literally just running through from door to door. And he went from house to house before somebody actually called the ambulance for him after being shot. Wow. Um, that's because we've lost the f- we've lost that touch of community. Yes. And um, Reverend Durley said it to us a couple of weeks ago. He said a five letter word that is not um, that is that is transitioned through time is touch. Yes. We're missing touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, I am grateful that I, I have a group of mentors that remind me of that, mm-hmm. that it's okay to touch people. Sometimes we have to still reach out and touch people. It's very, very different because I'm a little older than all of you guys. But growing up, it was okay for us to go to our neighbor mm-hmm. and our neighbor tell us, I'm going to tell your mother or I'm gonna, you need to do this, you need to do that. And my mother and my father was okay with it. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was okay for us to leave our door open and sit in the living room or even sit on the porch. And it was okay mm-hmm. for me to go to my neighbor and my neighbor disciplined me. And there was no retaliating from my parents mm-hmm. and things like that. It's so much different. It's like you want to get back to that way where mm-hmm. you feel safe in your community. Mm-hmm. And everybody is like a family. Yeah. yeah. Know, it would be nice to get back to that. Well but we all, I think uh, Michael Jackson says it best. If we want to make a change in the world today, look at the man in the mirror and yeah. start there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, again, like a lot of the problems that we face in community, if we want to wonder what the problem is community is, the problem with community is that it has the letter I in it, right? Mm-hmm. Which means it takes every single one of us to be able to evaluate ourselves, mm-hmm. to be able to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, am I being the best me I can be? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that involves having to deal with the truth that we can be better than we really are, mm-hmm. that we're not doing it the best way we can, right? And that, that's a hard truth for some people to swallow as well. But, I, I'm, again, I'm just, I'm still floored and humbled yeah. um, that Gabby Giffords came yes, to Atlanta. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. amazing. So, um, stay tuned so if you missed out last night it's because you're not following Black Push <laughs> uh, follow us on YouTube follow us on <coughs> Instagram we got Snapchat we are on Spotify, Facebook Spotify TikTok, TikTok Reach everywhere yeah. you can find us if you are riding in your car you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts so stay tuned we'll be coming back every week talking about the hot topics of the week this week our hot topic has been gun violence Let's go out and let's change this world together. Stay tuned, and we'll be having more information about events we have coming up in May and June that will be geared around combating gun violence. But until next time, stay safe. I'll pray for you as you pray for me.